Devim Sarasvatim Vyasam Tato Jayam Udirayat Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya I'll need the cup. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 3, Chapter 6, Chapter Entitled, oh sorry, Canto 6, Chapter 3, Chapter Entitled, Yamaraj Instructs His Messengers, text number 29. Jivana Vakti Bhagavad Gunanamadeyam Chetaschana smarati tachcharana ravindam Krishnaya noma namati yachchira ekadapi Tan anayadvam asato krita vishnu krityan Jivana Vakti Bhagavad Gunanamadeyam Chetas Chadnasmarati Tachcharanaravindam Krishnaya Nonamati Yachchira Ekadapi Tan anayadva masato krita vishnu krityan Jivana vakti bhagavad gunanamadeyam Chetas chanasmarati tachcharanaravindam Krishnaya nom namati yachchira ekadapi Tan anayadvamasato krita vishnu krityan Na, not, smarati, remembers, tat, his Charanara Vindam, <coughs> Lotus Feet, uh, Krishnaya, unto Lord Krishna, through his deity in the temple. No, not, Namati, bows, Yat, whose, Shira, head, Ekada, Api, even once. Okay, just maybe not quite so. <laughs> maybe just turn down a little bit. If possible, because it's very wrong. Mm. It's not too bad. Yeah, just not, not too. 
Yat. Whose? Shira. Head. Ekada. Api. Even once. Tan. Them. Anada. Oh, sorry. Anayadwam. Bring before me. Asata. The non devotees. Akrita. Not performing. Vishnu Krichan. Duties towards Lord Vishnu. <coughs> Translation in purple by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. My dear servants, please bring to me only those sinful persons who do not use their tongues to chant the holy name and qualities of Krishna, whose hearts do not remember the lotus feet of Krishna even once, and whose heads do not bow down even before, even once before Lord Krishna. Uh, send me those who do not perform their duties toward Vishnu, which are, which are the only duties in human life. Please bring me all such fools and rascals. <coughs> Translation responsibly. My dear servants, please bring me to, uh, sorry, please bring to me only those sinful persons who do not use their tongues to chant the holy name and qualities of Krishna, whose hearts do not remember the lotus feet of Krishna, even once, and whose heads do not bow down, even once before Lord Krishna. Send me those who do not perform their duties toward Vishnu, which are the only duties in human life. Please bring me all such fools and rascals. Purport, the word Vishnu, Krityan, is very important in this verse because the purpose of human life is to please Lord Vishnu. Vanashram Dharma is also meant for that purpose, as stated in the Vishnu Purana. Human society is meant to follow strictly the Vanashram Dharma, which divides human society into four social divisions, Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaishya and Sudra. Uh, and four spiritual divisions, Brahmacharya, Grihasta, Vanaprastha, and Sannyas. Vanashram Dham easily brings one nearer to Lord Vishnu, who is the only true object of human society. Nate vidu swarta gatim hi vishnum. Unfortunately, however, people do not know that their self-interest is to return home back to Godhead or to approach Lord Vishnu. Durashaya. Ye, Bahira, Atta, Manina. Instead, they are simply bewildered. Every human being is expected to perform duties meant for approaching Lord Vishnu. Therefore, Yamaraj advises the Yamadutas to bring him those persons who have forgotten their duties toward Vishnu. Akrita Vishnu Krichan. <coughs> One who does not chant the holy name of Vishnu, Krishna, who does not bow down to the deity of Vishnu and who does not remember the lotus feet of Vishnu is punishable by Yamaraj. In summary, all are Vaishnavas. Persons unconcerned with Lord Vishnu are punishable by 
Yamaraj. Omegyan Timanandasya, Gyananjana Shalakaya, Chakshurun Mulitam Jena, Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha, Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam, Stapitam Yena, Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam, Dadati Swapadantikam, Vancha Kaupa, Tarubyascha, Kripasindubi Evacha, Patitanam Pavanebio Vaishnavebio Namo Namaha, Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda, Shri Advaita Gadadha, Shri Vasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Ram Rama, Hare Hare. So people are meant to serve Krishna. That is the point of human life. Turn it up. Okay. Is that better? Turn it up now. Is that good? Can't hear. Very soft. Is that better? Better? Okay, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Hare Krishna. Welcome to Hare Krishna, Melbourne. So, people are meant <clears throat> to use the human form of life uh, to serve Krishna. If you don't use your human life to serve Krishna, you are dvipada pashu, which means you're a two-legged animal. So you have to use your human life to serve Krishna. Otherwise, you are just like a cat or a dog, or a monkey, or an advak, <clears throat> or an armadillo. If you don't use your human life to serve Krishna. So how does one become human? Now you become human when you begin to follow Varnashram Dharma. We have to follow... Varnashram Dharma means... Mm, a regulated system. Mm. There are the, in the Varnashram system, you have Brahmana, you have Chatriya, you have Vaisha, you have Shudra. Now, even Shudra is regulated. Right? That's why they're part of the Varnashram system. But if you live your life unregulated, then you're not even part of Varnashram system. Uh, then you are a, a Dvipada Pashu, you are an animal. Or you're an uncultured, uncivilized person. Just like you see uh, in the Bhagavatam, it mentions uh, Polinda, uh, Kasa, uh, Malecha, Yavana. Now, these different types of uh, uncivilized races. And they're, they're on the earth right now, uncivilized. What does it mean to be uncivilized? It means you don't follow regulations. Now, you're human, but you're not following regulations. You can eat whatever you want. Uh, you can drink whatever you want. Uh, they have sex whenever they want. All these things, it's unregulated. Uh, that is not human life. Prabhupada said human life, or the Bhagavatam says, and Prabhupada, the Vedas say, Prabhupada says, human life begins when you begin to regulate the senses. 
then you become a human being. And then you can make advancement in spiritual life. So Rupa Goswami teaches us uh, in the Upadeshamrita, which we Prabhupada has translated as nectar of instruction. So in the nectar of instruction, the first three verses are the guidelines uh, or the framework to performing sadhana, right? to performing bhajan. Right? So what does the first verse discuss? The Vegans, Bacho Vegan, Manasakroda Vegan, Jiva Vegan, Udara Pasta Vegan. <coughs> it discusses the Vegans. Vegans means urges. Right? There are, in human life, right, there are urges. Right? In all life forms, there are urges. Right? But to become a civilized human or a member of Varnashran system, then you have to begin to control the urges. If you don't control the urges, right, then you cannot progress spiritually. That's why Rupa Goswami says, the first thing he says, control the urges, become a Goswami. Right? What is a Goswami? Go means right, your senses. Swami means master. If you can't control your senses, you can't make progress in spiritual life. You can't go back home, back to Godhead. So therefore, you have to control uh, your senses. Right? When you control, then you make progress in spiritual life. Otherwise, it is uh, superficial or artificial or sado spirituality. It's not real spirituality. Uh, so many people these days in this modern Kali Yuga, in this modern age, uh, they, they're sado spiritualists. They pretend they are spiritual, but they cannot even control the senses. If you're not controlling the senses, you're not a true spiritualist. And then we have had many... When Prabhupada came to America, many gurus came from the East also. 1969, Time magazine, they have their annual publication. 1969, they called it the Year of the Guru. So many came. Prabhupada came, and then you had Rajneesh, and you had Sai Baba, and you had you know, so many different gurus were coming. Uh, so many gurus. But some of them uh, were teaching uh, that you can have unregulated uh, sex life. Uh, and by having unregulated sex life, you can let go of that desire and then you can uh, transcend. That is generally not what is recommended right, in uh, the Varnashram system, in the Vedic system. Uh, you have to learn to control your senses. Right? And Prabhupada was amazing, actually. Because when Prabhupada ar arrived in America, <coughs> Prabhupada came in the 60s. Right? The 60s were a very, it was a very hedonistic time. Right? Very hedonistic time. People doing everything. Have you seen, uh, like if you look on YouTube, have you seen the first Rathayatra ever in San Francisco? Right? This is 1967. Right? First Rathayatra ever. It was on the back of a flatbed truck, right? So, you know, like a you know, flatbed truck, right? Like a Ford uh, trucker. And Jagannath Balaram Subhadra were facing like the three directions, right? There's the first Rathayatra ever. And if you look and you see, and people are dancing, some hippies are there and they're dancing and devotees and uh, some of the ladies are almost half naked. 
right? A very unregulated system. This is how Prabhupada began the movement, right? They were dancing on the street. They were complete hippies, unregulated. So what is amazing is that Prabhupada came at the most hedonistic time in modern civilization, and he walks in, and he says, okay, no illicit sex, no intoxication, everyone was taking intoxication, no gambling, and no eating of meat. <clears throat> this is amazing. Right? Because he's, he's come at the time when those things were the most prominent, and he said, now you have to stop those things, control your senses, and now go to a higher level of consciousness. Right? It's very amazing what Prabhupada did. Right? Because it shows it is a genuine spiritual path. Because the only way you can get people to stop those things is if they are uh, experiencing param drishtva, nivatati. You have to experience a higher taste, a superior pleasure. Otherwise, not possible to give up those things. One time, Prabhupada was in Vrindavan. And in Vrindavan, one magician came. And he was showing some tricks. So he came into Prabhupada's room and he was showing tricks. He was doing some magic. So at one point in the magic show, he came up close to Prabhupada and he had a coin. And he got the coin and he like went close to Prabhupada and like pulls it like out from behind Prabhupada's ear like magic. You know, there's nothing there and then suddenly pulls a coin out. So then Prabhupada became serious. He became sober. He said, what is your magic? Huh? And then the magician said to Prabhupada, then Swamiji, maybe show us your magic. Prabhupada said, this is my magic. Huh? I'm turning the hippies into happies. Huh? I'm stopping them from following uh, the course of the animals. Huh? And I'm making them into devotees, Vaishnavas, Vaishnava Bas. Huh? So this is Prabhupada's power, his potency. So as, as he explains here, you can't make advancement in spiritual life if you cannot control your senses. That's what's first. Rupa Goswami says, first, control your senses. Then secondly, in the second verse he says, there are six things you have to give up, right? which are pratikul, detrimental to devotional service. And the third verse, he said, now there are six things that you need to uh, do if you want to go back to Godhead. This is the secret of bhajan. Uh, this is the secret of sadhana, these first three verses. You have to uh, become expert in these first three verses of the Upadesha Mrita, the nectar of instruction. Six, six urges you have to control, that's the first thing. If you don't control them, you can't make advancement. Then... Six things that you have to give up and then six things that you have to employ in Krishna's service. Then you will make advancement in your spiritual life. <coughs> so it is saying here uh, that uh, <coughs> the Varnashram system is what human beings need to follow. Now how do you know which Varna you're in? Are you Brahmana? Are you Chatriya? Are you Vaishya or are you Sudra? Do you know what you are? Yeah, people don't even know what they are. It's Kali Yuga. We don't even know what we are. In Kali Yuga, it's not so important. You just need to have a general idea. That's all. But you don't need to be like, you know, we don't, 
you know, in the temple we don't walk around and say, oh, there, there's the sudra, right? there's a brahmana, right? here is a chatriya, right? or oh, here is a vajra. We don't say like that. You know, we never say about devotees. Sometimes devo I've heard devotees say, I am brahmana, I am brahmana. You know, a little proud, I am brahmana. Yeah, okay, something. <laughs> something is there. But actually, Prabhupada never said like that. He never said like, oh, this one is the Brahmana, that one is the Chakra. We have a general understanding. In Kali Yuga, it's more important to just become a good devotee. Right? And Varnashram is there. There's some like supports it and something is there. But you're not going to have pure Varnashram in Kali Yuga. Huh? That's why Rupa Goswami does not speak about Varnashram and the nectar of devotion as an anger of bhakti. Right? It, it, you cannot be pure. But we can have a general understanding. Jiva Goswami explains to us, generally we can understand. If you analyze why you became a devotee, why did you become a devotee? Hmm? If you analyze, yes, Mataji. Very good. Very good. So this means you were inquisitive. Yeah, because Krishna says in the Gita, there are four reasons why you come to devotional service. One is you are suffering. One is you want something, well, first something material, right? Third is you are inquisitive. And fourth is you want knowledge. Gana, right? <clears throat> What's that? That was the first one. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. <coughs> so Jiva Goswami says, okay, if you look at those four, you can see why you came to bhakti, why you came to devotional service. You can understand something about your varna. Because shudras come because they are suffering. That's why I came to devotional service. I was suffering. So then I took to devotional service. Right? That is why the shudras come. Then, why do the vaishas come? Uh, they want something. Yeah, they need some money. So they come to God. Oh, please give me my daily bread and a Mercedes and a helicopter uh, and a jacuzzi and two houses in Albert Park. No? Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, so uh, people come because they want something. That is, means you're Vaisha. If, you if you're inquisitive, this is like Chatriya. Chatriya is like inquisitive. Oh, Chatri is always asking, you know, like a policeman is a chatri, always asking questions. They're inquisitive. What are you doing? Why are you here? Huh? What were you doing yesterday? What's in your bag? What's in that bag you carry around your neck? Here's huh? a chatri, always asking questions, right? inquisitive, right? And then Brahmana, he wants knowledge. Ah, let me understand the absolute truth. So then you can understand a little bit about yourself. Which vana you're in, like that. So this is Vanashram Dharma. We have some basic understanding, right? Basically, we understand something about our vana. You know, we like to do particular service. We like to teach and preach. That means like more Brahminical service. You're managing, right? That is like Chatriya service. You're making money for Krishna. That is like Vaishya service. You are just doing any service for Krishna. Uh, that is like Shudra service. 
Yes, madam. You generally see all of us have our main kind of uh, energy or the main way we like to serve Krishna. <coughs> but uh, in Kali Yuga, sometimes we do multiple servers, as Mataji is saying. You know, sometimes you have to preach and then you have to manage and then you have to clean the toilets and then you have to organize some money for you doing everything. Right? That's why in Kali Yuga we don't concentrate so much on Varnashrama. So... Uh, first there is the Vana and secondly there is the Ashrama Ashramas are more important in Kali Yuga right? more important than the Vana uh, you need the Ashram right? so in, we have four Ashrams uh, which are there in Iskon we have Brahmacharis and Brahmacharinis interesting because there was no such thing as Brahmacharini uh, if you look in the Vedic literatures the word does not exist Prabhupada was the first one to create uh, the Brahmacharini ashram. Because uh, Prabhupada was in, uh, he is the Samstaka Acharya, which means founder Acharya. A founder Acharya can implement things or introduce things which are still in, a, in accordance or in alignment with the Vedic system, uh, which may not have been there before. So now we have Brahmacharinis. That wasn't there previously. Hmm? Uh, the women... Previously, uh, up until Prabhupada's time, they also did not take what we call Brahman initiation uh, or what we call Vaishnav Diksha. Uh, that was not there uh, prior to Prabhupada. Uh, but then Prabhupada, he introduced this. He saw that the women, they wanted that opportunity. So then he also did that. This was not there before uh, Prabhupada's time. Right? This is the first time in history uh, that the women have received Diksha, uh, Vaishnav Diksha. It's the first time in history that we've had Brahmacharinis. You know? So these are things which uh, Prabhupada has brought in. So Brahmachari, Brahmacharini, that is there in, in our ISKCON. Right? And then we have Grihasta, which is the vast majority of our movement. What makes you a Grihasta? A Grihasta means when you regulate your senses, then you're a Grihasta. Right? Otherwise, you're a Grihamedhi. Grihamedhi means a sense enjoyer. Right? You're just trying to enjoy your senses. Uh, materially. Uh, but when you control the senses, then you become a grihasta, and then you advance in devotional service. And then we have vanaprastas. No, vanaprasta means <coughs> husband and wife stay together, but they, they're older now. Uh, they're in the second half of their life. Uh, the, the material responsibilities are less, and they stay together, and they try to spread Krishna consciousness. So you would see like uh, Sankashan Prabhu, uh, and his wife, Ishnapriya, you know, Burujan Prabhu, Mother Jagatarini, you know, persons like that. This is like a, uh, like a Vanaprasta situation. And then you have sannyasis, right? We have, in ISKCON, we also have sannyas, that uh, ashram is there. So the ashram is more important in Kali Yuga. Now, even though we're in ashrams, and we follow ashrams, and we have to follow ashrams as long as we're conditioned, ultimately what is most important is that we practice devotional service, we practice bhakti. Uh, because regardless of which ashram you're in, what will attract Krishna is your sincerity in devotional service. Uh, so the most important thing, as is being explained here, because Yamaraj is speaking to the Yamadutas, 
Hmm? Hands up if you're worried about seeing the Yamadutas. One, two. Hmm. Anyone else? You're worried? Three? You're <laughs> worried about seeing the Yamadutas. Four? Some of the kids are worried. As devotees, we don't have to be worried. The Yamadutas don't come near us. Right? Because we're, we're following uh, the path of devotional service. And Yamaraj is directly instructing them here in this part of the, the Bhagavatam that you don't have to worry about the devotees, he says to the Yamadutas. Just leave them alone. Right? They're, they're spiritually perfect. Right? They're, fact, they're, they're practicing devotional service or they're focusing on devotional activities. You don't need to uh, deal with them. So the devotees are exempt uh, from having to deal with the Yamadutas. Uh. <coughs> so here Yamaraj is saying uh, the devotees are focusing on chanting the holy name. They're, chanting, uh, they're fo focusing on devotional service. So as long as you chant the holy name purely, right, with sincerity, that is the main anger of bhakti in the Kali Yuga, right? As Prabhupada explains in the eighth chapter of the first canto, in the uh, prayers of Queen Kunti, Prabhupada said, uh, there is a quality to the chanting. The chanting needs to have a certain quality. <coughs> and we were explaining this yesterday on Lord Nityananda's appearance. Your chanting needs to have a certain quality in order to attract Krishna. Because who is Lord Nityananda Prabhu? Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Lord Nityananda is the... Uh, he's in charge of the marketplace of the holy name. Uh, so if you want to buy some sabji uh, for the temple, you have to get vegetables. You have to go to the market, right, out at Epping. Right? Is that where it is now? Yeah, Epping Market. A huge market out there. All the trucks come in every morning. Right? Huge market. It's massive. And then trucks come in, everyone buys their veggies, their sabji, put it in the back, and they take it all over Melbourne to the different places. So it's the marketplace. So when you go to the marketplace, if you want to buy the sabji, you have to give something in exchange. You can't just walk in and say, okay, I'm just taking all the pumpkins. I say, hey, give me some money. You have to exchange something. So similarly, uh, in the marketplace of the holy name, Lord Nichananda is selling the holy name of Krishna. Right? He is giving it to us. Hey, you want the holy name? Hands up if you want the holy name. Huh? Some people. You know? Some people are asleep. They do not want the holy name. Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago, Gora Chandra, Bole, Lord Chaitanya says, wake up, sleeping souls. Wake up, sleeping souls. How long will you sleep in the lap of the witch called Maya? Right? So, we, if we want the holy name, you have to pay the price. Now, Nichananda Prabhu is selling the holy name, but what is the price? The price is Shraddha. Shraddha means faith. So how much faith do you have? Because there are nine levels of bhakti. The first is Shraddha, right? Sadhu Sangha, Bhajana Kriya, Anatta Nivritti, Nishta, Ruchiya, Sakti, Bhava, Prema. These are the nine levels of bhakti. Now, how do we know which level we are on? Or if I ask you which level you are on, what will you say? Which one? 
neophyte, yeah, but the nine levels. <laughs> the nine levels, yeah. Which one are we? <laughs> right? Shraddha means faith. Right? We have faith. Uh, Sadhu Sangha is the second level. Okay, I have faith. I should, I should associate with devotees. I should be around devotees of Krishna. That will help me in my spiritual life. Uh, Bhajana Kriya. Bhajana Kriya means the when you're around the devotees, what do the devotees do? They say, Prabhu, can you do some service? <laughs> That's called Bhajana Kriya. Uh, Bhajana Kriya means, Kriya actually means force. Right? Kriya means force, like energy. Right? Force. So, Bhajana Kriya, the devotees say, Hurry ball, please do some service. Right? A little bit of energy required, like Prabhupada would do. Right? First time Prabhupada met Prabhavishnu Prabhu, uh, who is, uh, he used to be our GBC here in uh, Australia. First time, after three days, Prabhupada said, Go and open a temple. Right? Imagine you join the temple. You've been here for three days, and Andy Rudi Prabhu says, go and open a temple. Go to Tasmania, open a temple. After three days. What's that? Uh, yeah, I think these days we give people a bit more training. <laughs> in Werribee? Yeah, there's a lot of devotees, a lot of bhakti friction in Werribee. A lot of home programs. Yeah, maybe we need a temple, maybe. It's, that can be discussed both ways. can be discussed both ways. But yeah, Lord Chaitanya did want temples everywhere. That was, that was his instruction. So, uh, this is Bhajana Kriya. Right? Devotees engage you in bhakti. Right? Then when you perform Bhajana devotional service, what happens? Anata Nivriti. Uh, that's the platform that most of us are on. Anata Nivriti means you begin to get rid of the material desires in your heart in your consciousness, all the material things are taken out. This is the process of bhakti. Uh, and then, when the material things begin to disappear, you become nishta. Nishta means steady, right? fixed. You, know, you don't go up and down anymore. Right? Sometimes devotees go up and down. <laughs> oh, I'm enthusiastic, now I'm not. I want to serve Krishna, now I don't. No, nishta is steady. And then when you become nishta, when you become steady, then you develop ruchi, which means taste. I just want to serve Krishna. I don't want anything else. Then a sakti, you become attached to Krishna. Right? I only think of Krishna. I only want to serve him. Right? And then bhava. Bhava means I have emotion. Right? I want to serve him now, but not just serve him. I want to serve him with a particular mood. Right? This is called rasa. Right? So I want to serve him. Uh, with bhava, which means as a friend or as a lover or as a parent, or that you have that mood. And then that develops into prema. Prema means love, where now I am just serving Krishna only in this uh, eternal position. So Lord Nityananda says that he will give us the holy name, but we have to pay with faith, shraddha. Now, how much faith we have determines which level of bhakti we are on. Uh, so anata nivriti, if you're still struggling with your anatas, with your material desires, that means your faith needs to be increased because you have faith in your material desires. You think, oh, they will make me happy. That's why they're, material, that's why they're in our heart. Why do they stay there? Oh, if I, if I do this, 
if I follow this material desire, it will make me happy. That's why we keep the desires in our heart. That means we don't have enough faith that it will not make me happy. We don't have enough faith that actually serving Krishna will make me happy. So when your faith increases and you get rid of many of those material desires, that is called nishta. That's when you become very steady. Because right? the material desires are still there, but you just look at them and say, okay, that's okay, but I'll keep serving Krishna. Okay? And then as you become more advanced, the material desires actually disappear altogether. And then you get to prema like Prabhupada. You know, Prabhupada was on the level of prema bhakti. There are no material desires. Because all you want to do is serve Krishna eternally in Goloka Vrindavan, spiritual world. Look after Krishna every day in his service. Yeah. So this is the platform now that we're meant to... So Lord Nityananda is selling us the holy name. But how much holy name can you buy? Depends how much faith you have. If you have complete faith, he'll give you all of the holy name. Then you'll chant in ecstasy, Hare Krishna, Maha Mantra, everything coming from heart. Nothing else, only spiritual life. So if you chant like this, Yamaraj will not touch you. So in Kali Yuga, we don't worry about Varnashram so much. Varna is there, but we don't so much worry about it. Or am I a Brahmana? You know, I don't wake up in the morning and think, am I a Brahmana? Am I a Chatriya? Am I a Vaisha? Am I a Sudra? You know, we don't think like that. When you wake up in the morning, uh, also your ashram is not the main thing we think about. We don't think, oh, I'm a grihasta, I have to do all my grihasta duties. That is like part of our life, but it is not the main focus of our life. Our main focus when we wake up in the morning is how can I serve Krishna today? What can I do to make Krishna happy today? How can I spread Krishna consciousness in this world today? How can I make everyone in Melbourne have Mahaprasad? No. Everyone in Melbourne take Mahaprasad. Everyone in Melbourne hear the holy name. Everyone in Melbourne have full set of Prabhupada's books uh, instead of their television. Uh, imagine that, if we could get, bring the movement to that level. Uh, so we have a lot of work to do. Good luck to all of you. Hare Krishna, thank you for coming. Uh, any questions or comments in this material world? Yes, Mataji. What would you recommend to the devotee? Maybe just say the question again so people can... Okay. Well, here we got on the verse. Send me those who do not perform their duties towards Vishnu, which are the only duties in human life. Please bring yours and wrath. So as devotees, we have and rascals, right? And encourage them to somehow or other get Krishna. But we are going up and down, up and down in our spiritual life until we come to the point of getting that taste. Then we, we, we want to get up for Mongolati. We, we relish it so much. Even if we go to sleep a little bit late, we'll still get up and come to Mongolati. We have a taste for chanting our rounds. So instead of just getting up, 
you know, one minute before four, getting ourselves down here and racing down to the temple, we get the desire to be able to chant rounds before Mongolati. And all those things make us very strong. And so when we go out on Harinam, or when wherever we go, we somehow rather meet people and they become attracted to us. They see us in sari, they see us in devotional clothes. Sometimes the men, they can't wear the dhoti when they're going up, but they wear a kurta. And the people will say, oh, why do you wear these clothes? And I, I, this is an experience myself. You say, well, I'm a And immediately the man says, oh, go vindas, right? And then he said, if you don't mind me asking, why do you have that sign on your nose? And I said to him that this means this, temp this body is a temple of God. And he said, wow, that's understandable. So Srila Prabhupada, he's told us that when the people see us dressed in devotional clothes, that reminds them of Krishna. Right? So what other things do you think that we can do to attract these fools and rascals and help to free them from this conditioned life? What are the things you think oh, can attract people? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yes. So that we have to become, Prabhupada says, you have to wrap your brain. Mm. Wrap your brain of new ways to distribute the Sada, distribute books, and distribute the whole thing. So I would encourage you to go. Yes. The first thing we need to do is we have to think of new ways to do things. So I, I moved to Hare Krishna Valley about 15 years ago. So the first thing I did, I got the council to put up a sign, you know, a tourist signs on either side of the uh, entrance of our farm. So when people are coming from either direction, it says Hare Krishna Valley. So tens of thousands of people are driving past that sign, right, every year. Hundreds of thousands of people are driving past, and they're saying, Hari Krishna, Hari. So the holy name is being preached. So I don't, need, I don't have, to, have to go on Harinam necessarily. I create Harinam by getting the council to put up signboards, right? And then it's there. So that's one way to distribute the holy name. So Prabhupada said, rack your brain. How does that? And then prasadam distribution. There's so many ways we can distribute prasadam, right? Just like when COVID happened, all our restaurants shut. Right? Our farm shut. People couldn't come to the farm. So what do we do? I said to the devotees, okay, we need to make money because you know, our retreats are stopping. We're not making money. So then one devotee said, oh, the local people, some people are, uh, the restaurants and so forth, they're cooking takeaway and people are coming in takeaway. So then for six, nine months, or I, I think you've been doing for longer here, then we start a new way of distributing prasadam. So we cook at the, at the farm, then we take it to some of the local places 
and then people would drive down, they'd order online, they'd pick up the prasadam. So rack your brain, new ways to distribute, right? And then distributing Prabhupada's books, right? COVID happened, right? So now devotees can't go on the street, can't distribute books. So the Vaishya Sikha Prabhu in America, you know, he's in charge of book distribution around the world. So he thought, okay, let's rack our brains. How can we distribute? So then in December, just gone, uh, when COVID was still happening around the world, they distributed 2 million Bhagavad Gita's in December, one month, right? 2 million Bhagavad Gita's, because they just went online, right? <laughs> then just ring people, or cold calling people. You know, they're doing all sorts of things. Rack your brain how we can spread the movement. Uh, Indra Swami does festivals, right? And yesterday, uh, what day is it? Two days ago, down at St. Kilda, we did a festival in the park. You know, people come... When they come to, what do they do when they come to the festival? They get the holy name, they get prasad, and they get books. It's the same thing. But we just have to rack our brain different ways to present Krishna consciousness. So. Yeah. Another thing we can add to it is kindness. Srila Prabhupada taught us kill with kindness. And see, People see you, they might not think you're a devotee, but you're just kind, you're nice. Prabhupada said, if the man has a dog, and you be nice to the dog, that a man will love you forever. If the man has children, and you're, you speak to them, oh, look at your little child, so beautiful, then that person will always remember you. And so um, kindness is a very important thing. And I, I, I use an example of myself. I was in Darwin for 15 years, like you on the farm for 15 years. And you know, I, I did so many things. I went to markets, always dressed like a devotee. After the first year I was there, I was coming here for the reunion for Srila Prabhupada's um, 100th year anniversary. And one of the ladies from the market, she gave me a lift. And she said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to a a reunion. And she said, you're coming back, aren't you? And I said, yes. He said, good, because you're our Hare Krishna lady. So they've known me as that, the Hare Krishna lady. Anyway, so I stayed there for 15 years, but I never had any devotees there to help me. Just on occasion, some devotees had come. And after 15 years, I was kind of a little distraught, and I cried to Krishna, please, won't you send me some devotees? But no one can. So I left there after 15 years, and I came back. I went to, uh, I've been here in, in uh, Queensland, right? And then I was here out at Bendigo. I was in, lived in a church, and... Um, it used to get very cold in the winter, and I can't take cold. My body doesn't like it. And um, I said, I have to go, go away for the winter, right? And there came an advertisement in the paper for the house that we used to own in Darwin. It came for rent. And I thought to myself, I should go back there. Anyway, so I went, I drove all the way from Melbourne up to Darwin by myself and I rented that house and I started the preaching again. It wasn't meant to be that I was to stay there. 
I never got much acknowledgement from doing that. Someone can preach in Darwin, he'll become famous all over the world because it's the most difficult place to preach because the people are strong meat eaters and strong drinkers. Right? But somehow or other, I was able to do something. And any doubt I had, Krishna dissipated on this trip to Darwin. From the moment I got off the, off the plane, the cleaning lady said, Oh, you're back again. Are you going to stay? And I said, yes. And for the whole eight months, I actually got that. And so I couldn't stay because the economy was shot and I couldn't do, make enough money to pay the rent even. And the heat was so bad, they had no rain for two years. At 72 years old, I couldn't take that heat. I would go out in the morning from 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock to get shopping and then I would stay inside till 7 o'clock at night because the heat was just unbearable. And then I told my children what was happening. They said, no, Mum, you come back. And then two weeks later, the pandemic started, and I was in, in uh, Queensland. Once I was there, these people just came up to me daily and said, you're back, are you coming to stay? You're our Hare Krishna lady, we missed you so much. So even though in the society I wasn't acknowledged for what I did, but me back there, show me, Rabbi, this is what you did. So you see, with that question about what you can do, doesn't matter how, how long we are in Krishna consciousness, I was gonna ask you that question to inspire the devotees, but actually, that, that question's been answered by my story, that it doesn't matter how long you are in Krishna consciousness, to inspire people to become devotees. And kindness is so amazing. I've been looking around a lake in Bendigo and I, every day, and I get to know so many people. And um, just from getting to know me and talking to me, the coffee man gives me free hot milk every day. Uh, Pastor Roger, when I told him I'm going to stay there and do something, he was so excited. And um, Lloyd, when he found about my GoFundMe, he gave me $50 and he wrote on it to Sarabi Mataji. These people I've only known for six weeks. And he said, and there's more coming. So all these little things, just admiring their dog, just, just uh, saying, something nice to you, where are you from? And in a day, I'm going around that lake and I get three or four phone, phone numbers from people who are interested that we do something there. So it doesn't have to be big, but these little things attract people to Krishna. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Srila Prabhupada Ki. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. 